You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast. Learn how to create your own reality, live your calling, and find inner peace. We cover self-care, wandering, and manifesting. Welcome. I'm your host, Katie J. Hello, everybody. We have Jessica on the phone. Jessica is a 24-year-old blogger and social media manager from New York with an obsession for all things travel and animal-related. She can usually be found on a tropical beach surrounded by stray animals who she has befriended, and that is her happy place. She is also the founder of At Backpack With Me, a travel Instagram and blog showcasing beautiful photos by backpackers from all across the globe. Jess, could you fill in any gaps there? Share where you're currently located and where you plan to wander to next. Yeah, definitely. Well, first off, thank you for having me. I'm very honored. Um, currently, I'm in the Sundays, which is an area in Queensland, Australia. And I just moved here last month, actually. So I'm living here for the next probably like six to eight months. So it's pretty nice to be living in paradise and have a bit of stability. Um, but where I plan on going next is I, I definitely want to see more of Australia. I went up the East Coast and I actually grew up in Australia, but I've never done anything like Northern uh, Australia or Western Australia. So towards the end of the year, I definitely want to do another road trip around the whole of Australia and then move on to hopefully Southeast Asia, because that's what, where I love most in the world. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Um, quick question. How long have you been traveling? Oh, that's a tricky question. Pretty <laughs> much my whole life, because um, I grew up in Australia, but my dad is American. So I was constantly going back and forth on vacations from when I was like three months old. And then uh, we moved countries when I was 12. So I did a bit of traveling there, but then um, I really started traveling when I was in college. I did a study abroad program in Turkey, and that was, I was a junior in college, so that was 2009. Um, oh, no, 2013, sorry. Um, but yeah, so I, I went to Turkey, I went to Italy, Greece, and I just loved it. I loved um, the solo travel, and it made me feel so independent, and after that, um, I kind of took a break because I was finishing college, but then I really started up again um, pretty much two years ago. I started traveling um, anytime I could with what money I had, and I was just always trying to be on the go in a different country or a different city. So I would say I've been a traveler my whole life, but technically um, I've been really just traveling a lot these past two years. Nice. That's awesome. Um, so the icebreaker question that I have for you, because if you've done a lot of travel, you've probably had some spills. I know I have. <laughs> so do you have any, a scar? Um, so tell us about a scar that you have from traveling, a physical scar, <laughs> no emotional scars, oh. and um, the story behind it. Oh, geez. I wish I could show you right now because you, oh, the photo of it is very gross, actually. But the <laughs> Right now, it doesn't look so bad, but last year, um, I was living in Thailand for about five months, and I decided 
to go over to the next island for me, Koh Tao, which is notorious for everyone falling off their motorbikes and getting hurt. But I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I wasn't good. <laughs> I, I went over to dog sit. So where they lived was up a huge hill. And I thought, oh, I can go down on my motorbike. I'll just go really slow, just barely moving along. So I was just chugging along at like like two miles an hour, barely going, and then hit a rock. So I fell onto the rocks, and it was a dirt road. My bike fell on me, and so I, I, was, I didn't really get hurt, I guess, at the time because the adrenaline was going, but like it was bad. My knee was just busted, and there was this is gross, but there was blood everywhere. And it was on my knee, my elbow, my foot. And I just, I was more embarrassed, I think, from falling off when I knew it was dangerous, but I thought I could do it anyways. So a bunch of people stopped and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It happens all the time. But it, <laughs> it was not good. So I, I'm going to have a scar forever. It's pretty gnarly, but it's a good story. It's Everyone gets a, a Thailand tattoo, it's called. So I have a couple of them. Ah, yes. I actually have a <laughs> Bali tattoo from a very similar really? situation. Yep. Where I was like, oh, I'm totally fine. I can ride this scooter. Yeah. And yep. I was fine for a few days. And then it was, it rained one night and it was, you know, curvy and downhill. I just didn't realize how like quick the turn was and just slid uh-huh. out from underneath me same thing I adrenaline rush I was like I'm fine I'm fine it, everyone's <laughs> like coming to help me and meanwhile like half of my thigh you know upper thigh is on the concrete so yeah yeah I think sometimes like those those countries give you a false sense of security because you see everyone just doing crazy things and riding without their helmets and you think oh if they can do it I can do it but then sometimes it's not so much the case Don't for me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah very dangerous but at least nothing worse happened so that's very the true. bright side it could have been way worse yeah awesome well and do you I should have asked this earlier but do you prefer Jess or Jessica um, I actually prefer Jess, but everyone calls me Jessica, who doesn't know me so well, but you you can call me Jess. <laughs> okay, awesome. Okay. Well, Jess, what are you called to do? Um, honestly, I don't really have a calling per se, but I just want to do something every day that I'm proud of myself for. Um, like, I've never felt proud of myself for landing a good job or getting a promotion or those types of things, but... I feel proud of myself when I'm doing things like giving back. Um, Like last year when I was in Thailand, I was there volunteering at an animal shelter. And it was by far the most proud I've ever felt. And ever since then, I've just been trying to do something that makes me feel proud like that. Because I was working with so many animals and obviously no one really cares for them except the animal shelters, the, the locals. They just kind of see them as a pest sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are there are really good locals who who care for them and bring them into the shelters. But um, I saw I saw some rough things and I did some rough things. Um, but it still was the most proud I've ever been. So ever since then, I, I really just want to want to help. And every country I go to, I want to do I want to leave it in a better place than when I got there. I know I can't make a huge change, but just doing things like volunteering while I'm there makes me feel proud and it makes me feel like I'm doing something good as a traveler rather than the people who only go somewhere to, to party or 
to have a good time. Um, so I, I really just want to want to give back. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Um, so while you're traveling, um, how do you pay the bills? What, and what advice would you have for someone who wants to follow in your footsteps to travel the world, living, you know, all over Australia and, um, be able to sustain themselves financially? Yeah. Well, um, first off how I pay the bills, I, I do a little bit of everything. Um, I work with about five different clients building up their social media, um, so that's pretty full-time work. But then I also do some Instagram Instagram collaborations through Backpack With Me, um, and I occasionally do freelance blogging as well as videography and photography. Um, so those combined um, keep me pretty busy while I'm traveling. I just have to make sure that I have a good internet connection, so mm-hmm. that's that can be tricky sometimes. But My advice uh, for someone who wants to follow in my footsteps would be to just push through the roadblocks. Um, You'll without a doubt have the things that make you think, am I doing the right thing here? Um, But you just have to remind yourself of what you want out of life and what you want to do is to travel. Um, So I can't even count the number of times I went into panic mode and thought, oh, I need to get a nine to five job so I can save for retirement and health insurance and dental insurance. And like then I just brought myself back to real life and realized I was miserable with the nine to five life. So my best advice is just to persevere and find something that you love doing and just put everything you have into making that your career. And on the road, it it seems scary and it seems hard, but if you just keep working at it and keep talking to other people who have done the same thing, then you you get there. Um, it's just there's there's roadblocks along the way that you have to you have to push through. I appreciate that because that's something that I'm also trying to do, and it's it's good to hear that reminder to just keep pushing through. But on that same topic, this is the next question. We have all had obstacles getting to where we are today. Can you tell us the story of one of your obstacles and how you overcame it? Yeah, I guess it's the story of how I got into traveling. Um, so I I graduated from college back in 2010, and I was just on the path that everyone thinks they have to follow. I ended up settling for a job in insurance that I it, it literally had no no relevance to what I went to school for. And I just wanted to be in a specific location. So I, I settled for a job. And I was there about a year and a half doing something I did not enjoy. And I felt like I was just waking up, going to work, coming home, going to bed and just on repeat. And so I was pretty miserable. But this this is random. But I remember um, watching TV, it was like the dead of winter and I was watching TV after work and this Dawn soap commercial came on and it was people cleaning up a baby bird after an oil spill. And I, I just sat there and watched the commercial and I was like, that's what I want to do with my life. And it, it seems like, like laughable, but I was so sure that I wanted to do something like that to just travel somewhere and help make the world a better place. So I, I kept thinking like, how, how can I how can I make this happen while I don't have a huge amount of money? Um, So I thought back to college and I did a presentation in college on how to travel in, in a cheap way. So 
I went back and, and looked at what I talked about and there was a program called Workaway and basically it lets you volunteer abroad in exchange for accommodation and sometimes food. So they have tons of programs. So I just sat there and I looked through them um, and I found one in Thailand for this the animal shelter I worked for and I was like, this is what I want to do. So my bis- biggest obstacle was just like pretty much getting to that point where I thought, I need to make a change, a drastic change. And because giving up that life, that comfortable life where you're making good, consistent money, it's scary because you think like, what am I going to do for work? How am I going to how am I going to afford traveling? But if you want to do it, you can do it. So I just had to save as much as I could before I went away. Um, and then I planned it really well. So I had to plan how to travel on a budget. Um, I stayed in hostels. I ate noodles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like, like 50 cent noodles. Um, I walked everywhere. So it, it was an obstacle, um, just getting to that point. And it, it continued to be an obstacle to travel cheap, but, um, it definitely got me where I am. So I'm so happy I had that, had that, um, like it, it gave me the push to get to where I am working in a job that I hated. So I guess that was my biggest obstacle is overcoming that. I love that. Cause I, <laughs> it's so funny to me how much your story is similar to mine. Cause I, I graduated from college in 2014 and worked in, you know, in a corporate job, hated it, worked in a different corporate job, was all right with it. But you know, it was wake up, go to work, come back, Yep. Like get back online to check on clients. <laughs> like it was just so not inspiring. And so no. um, I've just been saving, saving, saving. And I'm tomorrow, actually, I leave for Costa Rica. I'll be <gasps> oh living for four months. So I'm very excited about that. And that's amazing. Yeah. So, but I totally agree that the obstacle is just getting to yourself to the point where you're like, this is not necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If I don't like this, I don't have to keep doing this. I can do whatever yeah. I want. Because at the end of the day, like when, when you're old, you're going to look back on your life. You're not going to remember the days you were sitting in an office. Well, at least I'm not. I'm, I'm going to remember the days where I was out climbing a mountain or snorkeling with turtles or doing those types of things rather than the things that just made me feel like I was slowly dying inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Well, to keep from dying inside and outside, my (laughs) next question is how do you practice self-care both while you're traveling and also when you're just stationed somewhere for a bit? Yeah. Well, in terms of exercise, I walk a lot while I'm traveling, um, especially when I'm in a big city mainly because I like to save money by walking from place to place, but it also helps keep my energy up so I can just be out all day exploring. Um, But when it comes to my mind, I try to avoid my anxieties. I'm kind of naturally an anxious person, so I like to have a plan A, B, and C in place in case anything goes wrong. Um, I know that seems pretty awful to some people who love making those impulsive travel decisions, but to me, it just helps me stay calm and organized when I'm on the road. So I like to just have a plan. Um, And in terms of just my like hygiene and self-care, I just shower whenever possible because when you're on the road, sometimes you don't know when you're going to have a good shower. Um, I lived in a a van for only like five days um, coming up to the Sundays, but even that was a struggle because I'm someone who hates having like dirty hair. So um, (laughs) like we, we were at, 
like the sketchiest places. So if there was an outside shower, I was in it. Um, so that's pretty much what I do. And other than that, it's just um, keeping keeping my immune system up. So making sure I don't get sick, drinking enough water, um, not pushing myself too hard, having antibiotics if I need them. Um, so just a little bit of everything, I guess. That's awesome. And I, I like that um, you know, you, you mentioned the, you like to have a plan situation because I, a lot, some people can travel and just like, well, I'll figure it out when I get there. And I think I'm definitely in the in-between phase of that. Like I have a plan Mm -hmm. on how to get to my destination, but I also need Wi-Fi or cell service. And I'm not hundred (laughs) percent sure when, when that's going to happen, you know, after I leave the country. So, you know, that you don't have to always be the person that's oh, I'm just jumping on a plane and see what happens and because that is an obstacle for a lot of people. And so, yeah, uh-huh. it's possible to have plan A, B, and C. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it makes me feel better about where I'm going because I know if something doesn't work out, I have another way to get there or another place to stay. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. The next question is about the wellness routine. You, you spoke a little bit about how you like to walk all over the city. And I don't know if you had anything else that you wanted to add to just wellness in general. Um, but if you don't, I have another question about your walking if you don't. So just that's, nice. yeah, well, yeah. I do have one other thing about the wellness, um, thing. Like I would just recommend getting enough sleep, um, because getting enough sleep can either make or break your travels, at least for me. Because personally, if I don't get enough sleep, I get super duper grumpy and I lose a ton of energy, which affects my motivation to go out exploring. So um, and traveling on a budget and sleeping well, they don't necessarily go hand in hand because you'll likely be staying in a hostel surrounded by 20 other people. Um, But you just have to prepare yourself like with earplugs or having an eye patch or something. So because if you don't get a good sleep, you're definitely not as motivated to get up and be out all day and being active. So that would be my other wellness tip. (laughs) I like that a lot, especially if you're traveling with a partner at any point Mm -hmm. or even like a friend. If you're at your grumpiest, <laughs> you're not going to be fun to travel with. Yeah, and you you'd like feed off each other's energy too. So both of you would need enough sleep. Otherwise, one of you will drag you the other down probably. Absolutely. And a question about how you mentioned that you like to walk. What shoes do you like to wear? I know that that's really random. And you don't necessarily, if you don't feel comfortable saying a brand, you can just say like the type of shoe. But I, that's a personal question that I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wear Nike shoes. Um, I've honestly had them like three or four years, but they've just lasted. And I love them. And I bring them everywhere. They're these bright like pink and gray shoes. Um So they don't really match with any of my outfits too well, but that is okay by me. Um, But my boyfriend, he keeps trying to make me wear them when we're like going to a little more rugged terrain here in Australia. And I just want to like live the flip-flop life now that we're here in the heat. So I'm like, no, I'm fine. So I really got to get back to wearing the shoes more often here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's something that in Costa Rica, I was like, well, I'm going to be on the beach. Like, I don't need yeah. closed-toed shoes. <laughs> Let me go yeah. buy a new pair of adventure sandals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but then there's going to be some amazing hikes there, I bet. Yes, I am I am bringing my 
hiking boots as I'm wearing them on the plane (laughs) so I don't have to pack them. (laughs) Oh, that's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Where has been the favorite, your favorite place that you have traveled within the last five years? Oh, that's a tough question, but I think I would have to say Bali. Um, I know it's, it's all over social media and everyone probably knows everything there is to know about Bali, but I went there with that mindset and it just blew me away. Just the colors. There's like so many colors, just greens and blues and like smells of food cooking on the street. And the people are so friendly and kind. Um, so that was definitely one of my favorite places. And it is, it is pretty busy in terms of tourists. But you can also find the places that are more hidden and less known about. And you don't see a bunch of tourists snapping photos. But it's definitely on my on my top three list. Um, other than that, I love Thailand. It it holds a special place in my heart, especially because I, I volunteered there and I lived there for about five months. Um, and I didn't see enough of it. So I'm hoping to go back there this year. But it's just the island I was living on was it's Copenhagen and it's known as the full moon party island but I I only went to one full moon party and other than that when the parties aren't going on it's the most beautiful place I've ever been it's it's quiet it's relaxing it's peaceful and there's beautiful beaches and the people are the friendliest and I there's animals everywhere which I love Um, but yeah, anywhere in Southeast Asia is my favorite place. I know that's a broad spectrum, but Southeast Asia is amazing. I totally agree. I've, I haven't been to Thailand yet. Definitely on the list, but I went to Bali in 2016, April of 2016. And again, yeah, blew my mind as far as colors go. And there are definitely places, I mean, that's where I had the scooter accident, but there are definitely places that you can go where there's a lot fewer of the, like you said, the camera snapping and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I only, I was there for only three weeks. And so there's still so much more to see than what I saw. And so, you know, even if you've been to Bali before, like, uh, you you definitely don't know everything. Like you said, you feel like everyone knows everything about Bali, but you really don't. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, that is the last question that I have. And so, but I do want to know where our listeners can go to learn more about you. Um, to learn more about me personally, just just message me because I'm an open book and I I do have my website backpackwithme.org, but I also don't have too many personalized blogs on there. Um, so yeah, to learn more about me, either follow my personal Instagram or just DM me, email me. I am always open to questions and love helping other people get into the freelance world um, just because I it's done so much for me that I want to help other people do the same so yeah just just message me and what is your personal instagram um it's just backpacks awesome thanks so much well <laughs> just thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me thank you and i hope you have a wonderful time in costa rica thank you i want to touch on a few things that jess mentioned during our interview 
In my final year of college, I took a class on environmental ecology and resilience, and we learned a lot about resilience and what it means to be a species or an environment that is resilient to change, meaning if something drastic happens like a fire or a flood, you can bounce back because you have enough biodiversity within you. So that's why we promote biodiversity within ecosystems, because when they're not biodiverse, they can, one flood, one fire can wipe out the entire ecosystem and it's just not sustainable at that point. So that's the argument for maintaining diversity within an ecosystem. But Jess kind of talks a little bit about biodiver or rather just diversity of income streams. And she talks about how she's a photographer and she manages Instagram accounts and she does um, some collaborations on her, on her own Instagram accounts. And all of these different ways of pulling in income allow her to not only travel, but to have a sustainable way of funding that travel and funding the lifestyle that she wants to have. And so my message to all of you guys is that there are so many ways out there that you can make money online. And if that's something that you feel like you need to do in order to travel, which might only be a portion of you, then please feel free to reach out to me and I'd I'd happily point you in the direction of some people who have been able to do that so that you can learn from them, learn how they did it, and then also manifest that for yourself. And another great thing, um, a, a prime example of diversifying your income streams is Tucker, right? He does freelance writing and then he also guides. He has this whole other skill set in sustainable tourism. So because he's able to diversify his income streams, it's not just, oh, going to the exact same desk job every single day. I've made all of these skills that are going to allow me to work and work from anywhere. So he can do sustainable tourism, guiding, paddleboarding, that kind of stuff. Or he can continue to grow his client base online and do freelance writing. And that's one of the fun parts about this lifestyle where you feel like you can live anywhere and you manifest that is that you attract all these different opportunities and all these different skill sets that allow you to be resilient in a shift, be resilient in a shift in location or a change in one income stream. Something goes down, you still have another one. And that's, it's not necessarily for everybody, but if you feel like that's something for you and that is the path that you want to take, feel free to reach out to me and I'd be happy to, to introduce you to some people and some resources that will help you make, make that happen. That is it for another week in the Wanderwell podcast at the Wanderwell podcast within the Wanderwell podcast. I don't know. That's it. But before I go, I should also mention that my grandmother is in really bad condition. I may or may not be going back to Texas for that reason this weekend. And I just asked for prayers and support for our family during this time. Um, She's had a rough last few months, year, and no longer recognizes us, um, is very overwhelmed, and is probably a soul trapped in an earthly body trying to go home at this point. So I just ask for prayers and support with that. And um, if you don't hear from me on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's because I'm traveling to Texas to go be with family. And I'll give you more information about that. Have a good one.